Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about the foods of Fallout. <laughs> the video game series and yes. other things. And et cetera. Yes. Mm-hmm. And et cetera. Yes, I'm very, very <laughs> excited to talk about this. I'm like brimming with excitement. <laughs> um, several listeners have requested this topic. Mm-hmm. And I myself have played most of the Fallout series, despite the fact that I'm a completionist quest-wise. And games like this one, these games really stress me out. It becomes homework. Oh, it becomes oh I see. Like, yeah. And also, um, it is one of those games, especially 3, which is the one I played most in depth, that has a lot of those kind of moral decisions you can make, you know, as a character. So there's, like, eight options. Uh And I accidentally... uh, And people who played the game will probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I accidentally took part in a... I don't know if genocide is the right term. (laughs) 
I didn't mean to. I misread the whole thing, but I was on the wrong side of that one. Oh no. <laughs> and I oh, still no. feel guilt about it. Yeah. Um I I always have a little bit of a hard time with with those like like dialogue choices or yeah. or right or like like moral compass choices because they're I, I feel I feel like the exact wording Mm-hmm. I'm like it can be tricksy. It can be tricksy. As a as an editor, I'm like, well, did you mean this thing or this thing? Because those are two very different meanings, and we're about to commit genocide now. Yeah, that's right. I. I'm like I meant to flirt, and now it's genocide. Right? Heck, I'm pretty sure I just thought that they wanted a better space to live in. <laughs> oh, oops. Whoops. Well. <laughs> well. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I have never played any of the Fallout games. Zero, zilch, none. Um, uh, I think I've watched like the first ten minutes of one of them mm-hmm. being played by somebody else. Oh, maybe I bet like it was three. I feel like it might have been three. It's like Liam Neeson is the voice in the. Oh, I think opening of three. I don't. Um, I I all I remember is that. The person, the player character was in a vault. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't, much which I'm aware doesn't narrow it down. So yeah. I'm not, it would have been about 12 to 15 years ago. It's, I don't know. Like 11 or 12. Anyway, yeah. I haven't played. So this entire reading process was a, a, a process of discovery mm-hmm. and delight and confusion. Mm hmm. I would randomly, because I knew you hadn't played, and as I was researching it, I would randomly be like, I can't wait till Lauren uncovers this, or how is Lauren going to react to this? <laughs> how much confusion is happening? Does any of this make sense? Um, they're also an interesting game series for me in that uh, you really saw the graphics change. Oh, sure. So, like, I started, I started with three, and then I went back and played one and two, and, like, they just... It goes from, you know, you take two steps in the first one and those kind of bit graphics Mm -hmm. to the third one being a very uh, much more advanced video game. Uh, And they've gone even further graphics-wise since then. Yeah, the series is over 20 years old now, so. Yeah, uh, and it I played them kind of all in the span of, I just went on this Fallout, you know, Every game that was available. I haven't played uh, 76 yet. Um, but, and I love this, because this about brings us to our question, and I'm very tickled that you are the one that shall be answered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Fallout. What is it? Well... Uh, Fallout is a franchise of games currently produced by the company Bethesda, also known for Elder Scrolls and Skyrim. Uh, Fallout is set in a sci-fi post-nuclear apocalypse world. And there have been 10 video games and three tabletop games released within this franchise, uh, mostly RPGs, that is role-playing games, but also everything from tactical games to a sim to virtual pinball. Uh, Apparently a TV series for Amazon Prime is in development. Um, And there are hotly debated rumors about the perhaps inevitable next game in the main series, Fallout 5. Yes. But but that is not, that is far beyond my territory. Uh, The series was started 
back in the 1990s by the company Interplay, who had previously created this other post-apocalyptic RPG for um, for PC uh, called Wasteland. And the creators originally wanted to continue that series, but EA had been the original publisher and wouldn't give them the rights. So um, the first Fallout game was published in 1997, based heavily on tabletop RPGs. Um, it really let players choose how to interact with the world, and any number of skills and like gameplay paths could be used to complete it, not just like shooting stuff. Right. Right, right, right. And this basic concept would be expanded upon and kind of switched up in various games in the franchise. Um, and uh, the involvement of all of these different development teams meant that the games would shift tonally here and there from like more goofy to more serious to like hella dark. And the gameplay, as Annie was saying, kind of shifted a lot too. The latest in the franchise, released in 2018, is, yes, Fallout 76, which is an MMO or a uh, massively multiplayer online RPG. But um, at its base, these games are about surviving, maybe even thriving, in the wasteland of the post-nuclear apocalypse. And this includes needing to eat and drink. Right, because this is a need that is universal in a way that players can connect to games like this to ground something that can feel kind of fantastical in reality. I think it's also just something people have fun with. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, look, mac and cheese or whatever <laughs> random food item that you find. Uh, and yeah, these items can signal things like comfort and hope in a very desperate situation, but can also take that and instill it with disgust and horror and make you ask the question, Am I willing to eat this? Do I want to survive? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple examples that weirded me out. So yeah. that's that's impressive. Um, but but yeah, uh, uh, including food and drinks in games like these can serve a few purposes. Uh, that emotional connection, a way to let players restore health, uh, uh, get bonuses or detractors to to health and other stats, and have a reason to interact with um, NPCs, non-player characters, or with other players in um, multiplayer games. And the food and drinks in Fallout are kitschy and memorable enough that an official cookbook was in fact published in 2018. It's called The Vault Dweller's Official Cookbook. Um, it's written in-universe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to check that out. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I do think it's also these games in particular, some of them, not all of them, have kind of a 50s vibe. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Very um, atomic age kind of concept. Exactly. So there's some fun in that. And then just in general, there is... Uh, I find that players of games like this do get a kick out of... Uh, finding a package of chips in a trash can, for example, mm -hmm. and eating it. Um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> something kind of funny about that. Under a pile of ghoul corpses. Yeah, right. sure, sure. Exactly. Um, and the food and drink system works differently from game to game. Fallout 76 introduced a hunger and thirst dynamic represented by depleting bars, Oof. incentivizing yeah, the scavenging of food and drink items. Um, I read on survival mode in Fallout 4, there is a hunger dynamic as well. Um, one thing players have to keep in mind is that anything procured fresh 
in Fallout 76 can spoil if kept in your inventory too long. The shelf life can be increased by cooking the item at a cooking station. Hmm. Recipes can be found throughout the world, and some of these recipes are better than stim packs when it comes to bonuses and stim packs, you know, boost whatever uh, quality you're looking at. It's more like a medicine than a food, yeah? Exactly, yeah. Uh, The recipes have to be read before you can cook them, though, uh, which is probably, (laughs) that's probably tripped up several players. Cooking is generally a cheaper option than stim packs, too. Bethesda recently announced the most popular food item in Fallout 76 is canned dog food. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't spoil. It restores 10% of your health, which isn't that much. But if you have a good doggy perk card equipped, then it restores 30%. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I don't know what most of that means, <laughs> but I'm very impressed. <laughs> I appreciate you going along with the ride. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Uh-huh. Um, I will say, this didn't surprise me at all, but it, I just love it so much. Uh, people who specialize in radiation have, of course, been interviewed about this game and how realistic it is, especially in terms of food and drink and what will last and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, without having checked in with any of them, I will say that generally speaking, sealed preserved foods can indeed last hundreds of years. Um, There have been a number of jars and bottles and cans of of stuff that have been unearthed on this, our real world, um, and opened after a century or more. And researchers have been like, yep, that looks like food. That's a food product that is nutritionally sound as food. Yep, and we've even talked about some of those cases and Uh also, uh, yeah, scientists trying these things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and pretty much, I I feel like generally the reaction has been, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's like maybe the texture is a little off, like maybe. Right. But other than that, it's basically fine. Yeah. Basically fine. <laughs> um, so we did want to break down this world a bit more and get into some specific examples. Yes, but first we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. 
Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the worst world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. back thank you sponsor yes thank you and uh okay so so annie you're the one with the with the practical knowledge of this so chime in if anything needs to be amended will do ready (laughs) okay good uh all right so uh, uh the world of fallout is an alternate universe science fiction story um the games are set in a future ruins of the United States, but the history of their world diverges from ours starting after World War II. So in this world, uh, post-war nuclear technology and paranoia run absolutely amok. Um, And so the culture and history and aesthetics of the fallout world really reflects that. Um, It's very, very atomic age. And in this world, the United States government and its contractors became super powerful during the late 1900s and early 2000s. Um, Transistor and microchip technology was never developed, but lots of tech that we don't have, like uh, robots and energy weapons, uh, biomedical weapons and mutation-related stuff, stuff like that was developed. Um, fossil fuel conflicts kick off the nuclear weapons exchanges in the late 2000s that uh, change the very face of the globe and make much of the world a wasteland. Some humans and pre-war technologies um, and preserved foods, rations, stuff like that, do survive relatively unscathed uh, thanks uh, to shelters called vaults. But radiation and uh, further biomedical mucking about uh, have made much of the life on Earth outside of that, mutated and monstrous, um, including plant and animal sources of food 
and drinks. Um, the, the whole first game hinges on the player character venturing out of a vault when their water supply filtration technology breaks. So it's very much built into the games that this is a focus that yeah. as living people, you have to figure out a way to live. Um, <laughs> also, I guess aliens keep crashing into the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I think that was an aspect of it that I was like, oh, this is just an Easter egg. Like, I never <laughs> delved too deeply into it. But yeah, our past UFO, like, like saucers. Like, huh, wonder what that is. And then I continue <laughs> on my merry way. <laughs> I, I love that that's just a thing that you just run across and you're kind of like, not the strangest thing I've seen today. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so these worlds are very, gameplay does change from game to game, but they're very open world, so you can kind of just go wherever, and you do have a usually a overarching mission, but there's so many submissions. And one of the ways you learn about a lot of these foods is there's a radio that you can turn on mm-hmm. when you're just wandering about. Okay. Um, and so you can listen to and the announcer will eventually start talking about you if you cause enough trouble. Ooh. Uh, which is interesting. Oh <laughs> yeah. no. Oh no. <laughs> yes. So you get that. And then there's a lot of, um, like, uh, load screens would have ads for these foods. Okay. On them. Yeah. There would be actual ads in, in game just plastered all over. So, yeah, it was a pretty big part of it. And you can tell, at least to me, it felt like the creators had fun coming up with these things. Yeah. Yeah. And they were excited to to share it. Uh, also, my accidental genocide was... Um, <laughs> There's like a group of people and they, the radiation mutated them. So they're very uh, traditionally ugly. They kind of look like um, mummies. Okay. Um, And they were just trying to find a place to live. Uh, And I thought I was helping out in that regard. Oh. (laughs) But yes. uh, I mean, there was also like a faction that were murderers. So it was complicated. There's like a lot of anger. (laughs) Uh, against them. (laughs) (laughs) Annie, I forgive you for your accidental genocide. (laughs) I feel like I'm digging myself deeper and deeper into a hole here. you probably are. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps we should move on. I do want to (laughs) say, Bethesda, uh, I think it was Fallout 3. They um, are, I could be remembering this completely incorrectly, but I think they're based in D.C. Mm -hmm. Or they they have some kind of connection with D.C., Washington, D.C., and they have, like, maps that you can uncover of Washington, D.C., and they're accurate. Oh, um, oh And I actually used their maps and the knowledge I had absorbed from them when I wrote a short story about an apocalypse time during Aww. at Washington, D.C. It's like, hey, thanks, Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, now I know that if we ever take a field trip there, um, you're going to be like, oh, man! I can even tell you about, like, the metro, the subway systems. <laughs> Heck. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that's where the mole rats are. Cool. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go that way. No. <laughs> so, yes, let's let's talk about some of these foods. Mm-hmm. Um, much of the food items scavenged in the Fallout universe are canned items, um, like Blamco, mac and cheese, and potato crisps. Those are two that came to my mind. Um, things that would theoretically survive a nuclear fallout situation. And yeah, like Annie was saying, a lot of the, uh, the 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 packaging and advertising for these brands has survived along with some of these foods. Um, right, Blamco, uh, Dandy Boy, Fancy Lads, Saddle Up, Cram, which is 
like spam, yeah. Uh, Sugar Bombs, Instamash, Yum Yum brand. Um, The latter makes pure dried whole deviled eggs, question mark. (laughs) I believe so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it said on a package, and I am only given to believe it. More questions than answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, plants and animals can be eaten as well in this world, several of which do exist in our own existence, our own real world, like fruits, vegetables, and spices. Some are even eaten on purpose in our real world, like uh, pinion nuts, uh, which is a type of uh, American pine nut. Others are more clearly survival foods, like a guana on a stick. Mm-hmm. This food item has been around since the original fallout. It's it's either whole roasted or in chunks, sometimes with vegetables. Gets rave reviews. Yes. I love the kind of Godzilla <laughs> connect there. <laughs> uh, and yeah, others still are strange mutated versions of things. Uh, a mute fruit is a whole category of mutated fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, one of the examples of that, uh, that was kind of a fancier and more memorable meat in the game, um, is Brahmin meat, or meat from two-headed cows. Like most things in these games, when we're talking about food and drink, it restores health when eaten, but it also bumps up your radiation. Oh, Um, no. Yes. By cooking it, the radiation damage uh, caused by eating it is lessened, though. Yeah, apparently the steaks can be used to help make a super healthy desert salad. <laughs> a super healthy desert salad, okay. I love it. Um, of course, like real-world animals, it's not just Brahmin steaks. Um, there's also apparently a delicacy in some locales called Brahmin fries, which are Brahmin testicles that have been battered and deep-fried, served with extra fried batter bits. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a reference to the movie Funny Farm, um, this was in Fallout 2. Fallout 2 is widely agreed on the internet to be, like, the weird, goofy one, so. That's interesting coming from that, that franchise. That says something, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another uh, protein from the series is uh, Meyerlurk meat. Yep. Meyerlurks are uh, aquatic animals that have mutated from existing real-world Animals, uh, crabs, lobsters, and snapping turtles. Apparently, they can be a dangerous nuisance, but some types are domesticated and demand for their meat is high. Um, Also, uh, death claw meat and eggs. Uh, Death claws are genetically engineered humanoid reptiles developed by the U.S. military. I like the the question, (laughs) (laughs) questioning tone. Uh, they look a little bit like creature from the Black Lagoon, but like on dry land, I guess. But in mm. horns, more horns. I don't know. Anyway, uh, deathclaw eggs um, and and omelets made thereof are apparently a delicacy. Um, uh, you can at some point make or obtain a deathclaw Wellington, which is you know deathclaw meat with pastry baked in a baked in a tin, nice and puffy. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think both of those those are very common if my memory serves me correctly. But they also have, like, Myrlurk Queen or, you know, fancier, more dangerous Ooh. versions. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into it. Yes. Uh, there are also rad roaches, which are pretty much what they sound like. They're these huge <laughs> mutated roaches. Uh, <laughs> while the meat isn't good, 
and will raise your levels of radiation exposure. They're easy to hunt down if you're desperate. I think that's probably one of the uh, first things you kill in every game. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, Radroach eggs are considered by some a delicacy. And yeah, related, you can also eat ant meat and cave cricket meat. And bloat fly, yeah. which are giant mutated flies. And this was the first thing that reading about really eked me out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why, but giant fly meat just didn't sound like, I'm usually, I'm usually not, I'm usually like, oh man, is it food? I'll eat it. Right. But the giant bloat fly. Yeah. I don't know. The pictures were very unappetizing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Again, I love how they try to mess with you. It's like, are you going to eat this? Are you going to eat this? It's called bloat fly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the official cookbook contains recipes for a few things that I'm not positive are actually eaten in the game, like um, mole rat wonder meat dip. If it is, I never encountered it. Uh. <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, yeah, m- mole rats being these large rodents that were uh, genetically engineered again by the American government during the war. Uh, but I I get the feeling that they weren't really used for food in the games. But it's a great recipe name. Indeed. <laughs> Agree on that one. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about mystery meat. It is human flesh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> Often eaten, skewered, and roasted. Okay. Um, cannibalism has been present since the very first Fallout game in 1997 when players could encounter roaming groups of feral cannibals. Oh. So it was more like something you didn't want to become their food. Well, <laughs> sure. You were eating human flesh. Uh-huh. It wasn't until Fallout 3 that the player could get a benefit from eating human meat. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. However, if someone sees you eating human meat, your karma score would go down. Oh, that tracks. Yes, unless the the person seeing you is also a cannibal. Oh, wow. Doesn't bother them. Okay. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, But here's one of my favorite discoveries of the episode. In Fallout 76, players can eat other players in the game. Like, not just... Because it's a multi, it's an online gaming yeah. system. So you can eat, like, if Lauren and I were playing, Lauren, yeah. you might have to watch out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I couldn't do it. I'm such a, oh, like, oh poor thing. Yeah, um, you'd probably have to watch out for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would become increasingly paranoid. You wouldn't even have to do anything. Um, <laughs> So out of this came a gaming collective of cannibals, in-game cannibals, oh my called Eat, are the establishment of Appalachian taste testers. <laughs> the group's founder said of it, in the early days of the game, many with a taste for human flesh were concerned about judgment from outsiders stuck with pre-war notions. Um, members have admitted it's hard to trust other cannibals. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> When, when describing a situation where after teaming up with another player who got hurt um, but thought there was a chance for survival, the founder said he was relieved that I had come to his aid only to have that relief snatched from him as I, instead of reviving him, decided to eat his cheeks instead. He didn't come back after that. <laughs> oh, snap. Can you imagine? You're like, oh, another player to help me. Oh, oh thank ah. you. Oh, oh, I am rescued. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Oh, they're eating me. Okay. Um, <laughs> the act of cannibalism in Fallout 76 is so outrageous. Uh, this is a continued quote from the founder. Your character leaps to the ground and starts pulling chunks of flesh from the corpse, stuffing it in their mouth, occasionally releasing a large burp at the end. <laughs> that it seems to function much more as a bonding experience. <laughs> <laughs> the the group took inspiration uh, for this from a high-class society in the game that was introduced in Fallout Vegas, the White Glove Society, who, of course, they all turn out to be cannibals. Um, Eat has over 600 members. They have a comedy club. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and, a, and an event called The Most Dangerous Game, of course. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh-huh. The founder has said, some outsiders have taken offense to eat and what it stands for. These people have made it their purpose to try and destroy the great community that we have built. We have names for those kinds of people. Meat. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> wow. You know, I love I love it when gaming brings people together. That, uh... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to be fair to eat... Uh, not everyone in it is cannibals. Are cannibals? Some people uh, just join in for just the camaraderie. Think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. No, that's great. I mean, you know, and like I the the online game that I've played the most of is like in like the Halo series, and in those, I mean, you're just you're just running around shooting people. That's so, true. But in this, at least you're at least you're using the whole right. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many lessons can be learned from eat. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> well, all that being said, I guess uh, don't forget the dessert. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Such as a perfectly preserved pie, which is a sealed slice of pie under glass or, I imagine, plastic um, that can occasionally be obtained from pre-war claw-style vending machines called porta-diners. <laughs> that you can find located in cafeterias, businesses, and other locations. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, Dandy Boy brand uh, candied apples and uh, Fancy Lad snack cakes. Um, another pre-war entry, gumdrop candies. And apparently the, the flavor that uh, has most frequently survived is a sour flavor that were marketed as radioactive. <laughs> so, that's a thing. I wonder if that's a Warheads reference. I think it you is. Remember Warheads? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oh, goodness. That was Talk too much for sour. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spicy candy, sure. Oh, sour. No. Oh, oof. Mm -hmm. uh, don't worry, though. Uh, people do still produce homemade baked goods in the game. Apocalypse or no, like uh, sweet rolls and uh, Mississippi quantum pie. <laughs> I gotta love the name, Mississippi mm -hmm. quantum pie. Mm -hmm. um, and now let's talk about drinks. Uh-huh. Just like the food items, most of what we have in our real world does exist in-game, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, like beer, so many types of beer, um, Bobrov's Best Moonshine, so many types of wine, Vim's Captain's Blend, uh, Vim's being a competitor to what we're about to talk about, yeah. Nuka-Cola, um, Deezer's Lemonade, and of course, yes, all the varieties of the Coca-Cola send-up Nuka-Cola. So definitely this is the most iconic item on this list. Yeah, when people write in about this most of the time, they're like, can you just do an episode on Nuka-Cola? And mm -hmm. I was like, well, almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost, yes. <laughs> um, it is one of the most iconic video game foods of all time. I've seen it 
on several lists. Um, in the world of Fallout, this drink was hugely popular, so much so that a decent supply of Nuka-Cola survived 200 years after a nuclear disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Nuka-Cola theme park in-game. There are <laughs> missions dedicated to locating more uh, limited Nuka-Cola quantums, like limited edition. Oh. Drinking regular Nuka-Cola will boost HP, AP, and radiation. Oh, no. Oh, all mm-hmm. three. Okay. All three. One serving contains 120% of your daily sugar allowance. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The original recipe has 17 fruit essences alongside some additives like coloring, aspartame, and caffeine. You can find all of this online if you Mm -hmm. so desire. It it warms my heart. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was marketed as a health tonic, but too much consumption of the product could lead to addiction and headaches. Um, It is the main product of the Nuka-Cola Corporation first launched in the U.S. in 2044. After two years of experimentation, it went on to become the most popular and top-selling soda in the U.S. and only a few years later, the world. (sighs) Almost all competitors were bought out by the corporation. And yes, uh, products from at least one competitor appear in-game. Vim! The exclamation point. Vim Mm -hmm. Vim Pop Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Yes. In 2076, Nuka-Cola Quantum featured an isotope of strontium-90. By then, uh, there was a vending machine offering Nuka-Cola on pretty much every street in America. After the Great War, the bottle caps were used as currency, and the drink was called, quote, the number one choice of refreshment among Armageddon survivors. (laughs) I love that they're still doing advertising, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, you you gotta move with the times. It's true. You got to adapt. <laughs> uh, Pivot. The, <laughs> the blue of the curved bottle was well received by co- consumers too. So I love this. That basically, there's so much information about the changing of design of this product. Wow. Um, yes. So there was the survey and game that came out a few decades after Nuka-Cola was first introduced that found that 86 out of 100 people surveyed named blue as their favorite color with Nuka-Cola suggesting they had something to do with that. Oh, oh. Um, yes. However, thanks to patent litigation about copyright <laughs> infringement, and yes, we're still talking about a video game, uh, they had to replace the bottle design, opting to go with a rocket ship look. And luckily for them, fans liked it. Um, again, fans in this game world. Yeah, this is all fictional. Everything we are yes. talking about is completely fictional, but they mm-hmm. have fleshed out, uh, no pun intended, from our eat conversation before, uh, Mm -hmm. this entire history of this fictional soda pop company. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And their marketing overall was very effective, (laughs) particularly (laughs) towards kids. But some good old-fashioned Americana and military imagery got swept up in there, too. And yes, um, in the beginning, there was the red backdrop and white font. It is very Coca-Cola evocative, Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. clear. Um, When the bottle design changed, space elements were introduced, including the scantily clad Nuka girl with her thirst zapper blaster. The slogan was updated to zap your thirst. (laughs) And now for a saver list. (laughs) Because... 
Nuka-Cola comes in a wide variety of flavors. Uh, mm-hmm. This is by no means an exhaustive list. But no, no. Here are some. Nuka Berry, Nuka Bomb Drop, Nuka Buzz, Nuka Cherry, Nuka Side, Nuka Cola Dark, <laughs> Nuka Cola Quantum, Nuka Cola Quartz, Nuka Cola Victory, Nuka Cola Wild, Nuka Fancy, Nuka Free, Nuka Fruity, Nuka Grape, Nuka Love, Nuka Elixir, Nuka Hardy, Nuka Power, Nuka Punch, Nuka Ray, Nuka Rush, Nuka Sunrise, Nuka Twin, Nuka Void, Nuka Extreme. Wow. That's just a taste. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh. Gosh, indeed. Well, speaking of gosh, um, a few years ago, Bethesda filed a patent for Nuka Dark Rum. Oh. Yes. So this is the (laughs) real world. Um, After several delays, fans could finally get their hands on some of this limited edition product for about 80 bucks. And here's the official description. This drink temporarily increases one's strength and endurance by one, but decreases perception by one as well. Chilling a <laughs> bottle of Nuka Dark with Buddy yields ice-cold Nuka Dark, but there is no added benefit in doing so. <laughs> <laughs> the bottling company behind it described it as, quote, a classic tropical rum distilled with exacting standards. Soft on the palate, this dark rum exhibits flavors of molasses and vanilla with a distinct note of coconut on the nose. However... A lot of fans were not happy to learn the product came in a plastic bottle instead of glass. Uh, And of course, you know, in video game world, in fandom worlds, people get really angry about these things. things. Of course, sure. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Uh, Welp. (laughs) Welp, indeed. I would love to hear from listeners if anybody got their hands on on this. I know that... Uh, this is not the first time that Bethesda has done or Fallout, the video game series, has had tie-ins with other uh, products. Yeah, yeah. There's I, There's been at least one or two other examples of Nuka-branded products on right. real-world shelves. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, let us know. Let us know. Yes. Um, yes. And there is a recipe for homebrewing your own Nuka-Cola mm-hmm. in the aforementioned cookbook. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who, uh, he was from England, and he came to our huge uh, nerd convention in Atlanta, Dragon Con, for the first time. He was so excited, and he dressed as Fallout. And, oh. Um, as, like, a vault dweller, the classic uh-huh. blue and yellow. Um, and we went to a Fallout party, and it was really cool. It was really kitschy and funny and... Uh, there was Nuka Cola there. I don't remember. I don't think I tried it, but the bottles were really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the design. Oh yeah, uh, I I love I love this. I love this. I it's a yeah it's a genre of video games that I don't often get into because I I'm I yeah like like you I kind of feel like it's homework. I'm like yeah. I'm like I haven't even collected enough food and water to survive. Right. In the real world today, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wait <laughs> on <laughs> starting that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot for sure, <laughs> but fun. But fun, and and these aspects of it are some of my favorite parts of it. Of this kind of uh, digs, I guess. I don't know. Something to make you chuckle while you're in this hellscape. <laughs> And yeah, and kind of like kind of pointed social commentary too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always, always love some of that. Yes, 
Uh, this has certainly been a fun one. Uh, so as always, listeners, keep those fictional food suggestions coming. Oh, we, yeah. We adore them. And speaking of, we do have listener mail for you. We do. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, Westholm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) Westholm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Father's Day is coming. A day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us. To crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with the snow. The snow. Man. 
There's some top-notch hand motions on that one, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) I wish we'd been doing some video for that. In in general, I really feel like we should figure out the video technology to, mm-hmm. to record that bit. I think so. Only that bit, though. Only that bit. Oh, the rest of it is just me clearing my throat and, <laughs> and Annie patiently nodding. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure. I think the audience for that would be much smaller. But the listener mail video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Katie wrote, I just listened to your fondue episode and was reminded of a trip from high school. Every year, my close friends' families would go into the mountains here in Colorado. We would all rent a monster of a cabin to house all four of our families with us teens and whoever we were dating at the time. It was a big ordeal and a lot of fun for everyone. Well, one evening on one of these trips, we decided to have fondue. This was all well and good until we found the bread. We didn't think about the heated floors drying it out till we attempted to cut into it. But seeing as we were on top of a mountain in October, we just went with it. This night ended up being an evening of absolute gluttony. We started with cheese fondue, bread, broccoli, and apples. Then the oil and broth with all the meat, potatoes, and seafood you could boil and fry up. By the time we got to the chocolate, we were all too full to even think about eating more, with the exception of the boy I was dating at the time. He proceeded to eat two pounds of strawberries, a whole bag of marshmallows, and he polished off all but a fourth of the two sour cream pound cakes we made. What? It was like watching a car (laughs) crash. You couldn't look away, but it was all horrific to watch, seeing as all of us but him were trying not to slip into food comas ourselves. (laughs) I have rarely seen that much food eaten by a rather skinny man, so my cousin's boyfriend came to stay with us for a week. (laughs) Hope you're all having a great time with your in-person D&D. We just had our first game in person last night. Oh, yay! And I hope it went well. Uh Uh-huh. Congratulations. Yay. Yay for all of that. Yes. And that does sound like quite the fondue memory. (laughs) Yeah. That is epic. Heck. Those appetites, when you're younger, my little brother was a sight to behold sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was too. Like, I, there, yeah. there were a number of years where I was eating a lot more than my dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? My bones are growing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hungry, growing child. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, uh, Lacey and Ashley wrote, This is my first and definitely very important correspondence with you. I turned my good friend slash coworker onto your podcast also. Uh, We work front of house at a popular local brewery. For our annual work potluck outdoor Memorial Day party, we were inspired by your long ago episode about aspects as an opportunity to torture our coworkers. I can't explain how much fun we had from developing our concept to chopping ingredients to building our layers to, most impressively, unmolding the beast which definitely made a suction sound as it released. We went with what I'll call a breakfast hash situation. With hard-boiled eggs, veg, potatoes, and ham with a veg broth gelatin. Needless to say, our coworkers were confused and horrified at our creation. I've never laughed so much at my food in the kitchen. Everything said and done, some people tried it and were polite. I tried it and it was not Good. (laughs) The pure joy of making it was absolutely worth it. By the way, I did make a real dish to share. I'm not a total jerk. I would suggest to anyone who likes to have fun in the kitchen, 
make an aspic, and make something else to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Aspirational. Oh, Um, oh no. (laughs) It was... It was a beautiful, terrifying monstrosity. Uh, Lacey and Ashley sent pictures. I mean, that can haunt your dreams. Something you like know, that. You know? I love it, though. I love it. <laughs> and, yeah, I love the spreading of education through a horrifying dish. Um, <laughs> and the joy. The joy. All, all, yes. Yes. The joy and the horror. I think that's what this episode has been all about. I think so. It feels very appropriate place to end on. <laughs> um, well, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.